0: you're listening to the co-show a father-daughter intergenerational conversation about the subjects that really matter
1: Welcome to this week's episode of The Co-Show, 30 minutes of cross-generational daddy-daughter talk between myself, Big Tone, and with me today, as usual, Lil Tone, broadcasting from Hastings. Uh, So this, uh, what we mean by cross-generation is that uh, I'm obviously a lot older than my daughter. (laughs) She's 30 years younger than me, and we've learned that that 30 years is roughly what people call a generational a generations difference and uh, what uh, we've been we started this podcast this weekly podcast today uh, really as a result of going into lockdown wanting to find something interesting that we could do together and now of course the situation is morphing into an unlocking phase uh, so I'd like to get into a little bit of that with Tony and how she feels about that today but what we've just been discussing in our pre-show chat, was how we feel now that this is episode of 11, so we've done 11 weeks of this, or we will have done by the end of this recording. uh, How do we both feel about what we've learned about each other's uh, views and how they differ? So, uh, Tony was just uh, beginning to tell me how she felt about that. So, why don 't you just uh, just repeat what you just said to me, Tony?
0: Um, I just said that i 've been uh, surprised at how liberal you 've been about certain things um, and you know particularly with regards to the police and the George Floyd situation, um, that I had expected you to be very much in favour of everything that the government is doing and very supportive of it and supportive of the police force. But you you shared some information with me that I didn't know about how the police were started um and it was a basically like a community led initiative uh, and it wasn't based on fear and punishment and um reprimanding um and that was very new new information to me um and yeah I don't know i just i think that you're very open to conversation. I, you know, it's not like a case of you're right. You're, you're right. And I'm wrong. Um,
1: well, I've always thought that really there are no right or wrong answers.
0: I don't think you've always thought that dad.
1: Okay. Well, I suppose maybe not. <laughs> maybe you're right. <laughs> maybe you're right about that. But I, I was saying to you as we were chatting uh, before we went on air that uh, I, I feel that your views are quite typical and you were putting me right on that. But I, I I feel that your views are very similar to views of other people of around your age that I've encountered, including your sisters. Um, But she's not
0: around my age. Well,
1: okay. But I mean, she's, she's not a generation different generation. She's
0: She's nearly a decade older than
1: I. So that's a third of a generation.
0: Yeah, I think that's significant. I would actually say that Tracy is much more empathetic than I am when it comes to activism specifically. Um, she's very much in favour of the um, the drama triangle, um, which is where, it's where you view a position from, um, you look at every situation from the position of the victim, the perpetrator and the rescuer, Um, so instead of me thinking the police are the perpetrator and black people are the victim you have to kind of put yourself in all three positions and see why people are there um, or why people put those into those boxes Um, which I think is a really really valid and interesting um, uh, technique to use Um, and I do genuinely I was just saying that I think that a lot of what we a lot of what we're about as individuals is to do with our context and how we were brought up where we were brought up whether we had siblings whether we come from a middle-class family or working class um
1: since what, we're on video sorry to interrupt you but since we're on video and we do have someone walking around in the background i think we should say hello to tom
0: this is, my is husband. your
1: husband who we've mentioned many times on the podcast before and he does a lot of the work behind the scenes for us with his great video editing skills so, nice to see you, Tom. Nice I don't to know see if you, can you hear guys. i had it. Great. Going strong. <laughs> All's going well. Thanks for saying hi.
0: Got, uh, my dog is at our feet as well. My little mishkies.
1: Your little doggy. Sorry, I interrupted you, Tony. But I just felt we should say something about Tom's presence. Um,
0: yeah, we, uh, you know, <clears throat> you said that you felt like my views were very in line with people of my generation, um, which I think is not not correct for starters uh, I find it a little bit um offensive <laughs> obviously sorry <laughs> it, it kind of implies that I'm just a sheep and I don't have thoughts of my own oh
1: no 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 because I was um, good the other side the other side of it is that I find that most people of my generation sort of share my kind of views I so it's I don't I think, and I don't I certainly don't feel like a sheep but I think it's
0: the, I think it's the context I you know I I work predominantly with people who are 40 50 plus in the music industry um, and obviously their context plays a big part about in in their politics and their morals and their views and uh, most of them are are labor supporters um, so that's why i'm saying i think it's down to context but obviously i was brought up in woking uh, a lot of my friends from woking are conservatives have wor- work in uh, law or in property or in um, banking and they are conservative too and we've regularly had debates and I think that it's because of my choice to work in a creative field and also to move to somewhere like Brighton even though I'll make the comment that Brighton is actually has a lot of conservative supporters in it as well. Um, I think that the the ideas are bigger, like when you go to a city like London or or Brighton or Manchester or Leeds, I think that people um, are exposed to so much more in terms of um, possible possible ideas, opportunities, you, you, well, that, that for instance, that there are so many more opportunities in a city, you're exposed to more diverse culture. Um, and I think that you're, you have more diverse friends, so you learn more about other cultures. And, and so I think that my, I, I always say this, but I think my views are progressive, but I, I think that they are because of living in a more progressive environment. Hmm. Which is Good. funny, because I've now gravitated towards the country, which is a much smaller town. But yeah. Anyway, that was a flop off the cuff comment.
1: Okay. Well, so uh, so you think I'm a little bit more liberal than you thought before we started having these conversations? Um, I think I've been quite surprised by some of your views. I mean, I think your view views with regard to the police shocked me in 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 many respects. I I wasn't expecting that. I think they, I, to me too. Yeah, I th- and I think that, um, I was—I found it very interesting, the feedback that you got, particularly from one particular friend of, of ours, who's a police officer, and...
0: Uh, oh, I did not know that I was talking to a police officer.
1: Yes, the... the, the oh, no,
0: I did, sorry, yeah. Yeah,
1: you did. Um, you'll remember now the conversation, but um, uh, I, I think that her response s- struck me as somebody who was quite wounded by what you had to say,
0: well, yeah. Can I also just make the comment that I have a friend who is a police officer, and she's wonderful, and she has reached out to me so many times to talk about this subject. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't blame her for feeling wounded as well. And and um, it is not attack on in, it's not an attack on individuals at all. I'm not saying that that there aren't good people that work for the police, but like I said in that comment to your friend. I think that you have to consider the company in which you are working for when you decide to, to start a But I
1: think that she would say, if she didn't say, that the company that she works with is, are people very much like her. Um, and are these people that do bad things, and we had this conversation on, I can't remember what episode it was, I found it a fascinating episode, I'd like to chat with you. But as I made as the point that I made to you then was that there are bad apples everywhere. Every, but I, don't think every, that,
0: I don't. I don't believe that it's a minority.
1: I think I it is. Think, I think it the, is.
0: So well, that well, that's where we differ. But my, you know, particularly with what's been happening with lockdown and with the protests over the um, protests in, in America, I do think racism over in the UK is more nuanced, but it's still there. It's prevalent. Well, I
1: don't but, think anyone would disagree with that. There is I there's racism that, everywhere. There's racism in the Labour Party. There's racism in the Conservative Party, probably every party.
0: We're not talking about politics, so there's no point bringing in politics. I'm just saying... Well, I think
1: it is a political matter. I think it is political.
0: Human rights matter.
1: Well, that's political.
0: Well, it's become political.
1: It is political.
0: Anyway, my my feeling is that it isn't... um, it isn't a minority and that it is an organization that has been built on racism. And I think that that organization needs dismantling and building from the, from the ground.
1: Rebuilding. Right. Well, that actually takes us neatly into the topic that we were going to discuss today in this episode 11, which is what I am calling a... Well, I'm asking this question. Are we descending into disorder and lawlessness? Uh, that's the question that I had in my mind now, as we've gone through this whole lockdown process, we discussed, um, you know, about the police and the the pulling down of the statues, which I called an act of vandalism, lawless vandalism. I think you had different views about that. Yeah. Um, But as we move out of lockdown, we're in a, we're on a knife edge and, you know, you're somebody that falls into the vulnerable category. Because of your health, um, I fall into a, a, the category of being at an age where it's a dangerous disease for me to get. Um, so I'm wondering how you feel about these scenes at the moment that we that we have of people just attending protests without any thought for spreading. This very dangerous disease.
0: That's an opinion, Dad. That's absolutely an opinion and not a fact. People have thought about it. Most of the most of the protests were distanced and people wearing masks and gloves. Most of them were peaceful. Um, I think that the media has skewed the message so much in terms of even taking photographs that make people look like they aren't social distancing when they are. And.
1: Well, well, you can't make people look as though they're smashing up police cars, jumping on top of them, throwing things at police. You can't make that up.
0: Yes, you can. For starters, a lot of the stuff that was circulating in the in the media in London was was not from a protest to do with the BLM movement. It was to do with it was to do with um, uh, a football. It was football uh, vandalism. You know, after one football club. Uh, lost a match and they went around London absolutely tearing the place down and they were using images from then and saying that it was a BLM music um, movement. Sorry. And they were also lumping the, the far right fascist group and their protests with them beating up the police and calling them part of the same protest. That's not, that's not right. So
1: you're accusing the, um, mainstream media, like the BBC of, uh, of fabricating footage
0: absolutely okay BBC has to be held accountable for its absolute misleading of what's been going on and you know that this is the prop one of the, my biggest issues is that we don't have an unbiased press um, and you know well, we've just spoken about this before you know all of the all of the well, uh, I don't see uh, the Guardian
1: I, I, I don't see the Guardian which is the darling of you lefties I don't see it. It's ex- trying well, excuse
0: to me. I, that is not what I said. I said all media. I didn't, I wasn't saying the guardian was good, That you know, they have an agenda too. I'm saying we don't have any unbiased press and that is not okay. You know, well,
1: I, I, no well, one knows
0: where to look to. to so where people. are you
1: getting your news from then that I'm, enables I'm you to, to. to that I'm enables you
0: from people on the ground that I trust. I'm getting my news from people. My friends that are protesting and that are protesting peacefully that are wearing gloves that are wearing masks i this is the problem we've been pushed to find information through social media through through people that are actually on the ground or, and are actually filming and are actually sharing a true message and not just from these major organizations that are paid by who who knows who you know the the bbc has been has been um criticised relentlessly for its censorship.
1: Well, it's, it's criticised by both sides of the argument, it can't win. You know, if it, it, the right-wing, um, right-wing people criticise the BBC for always, you know, being in favour of things like Brexit and and, and the left-wing, uh, left-wing people do exactly the same. They They throw rocks at the BBC for doing the opposite, so how can it win?
0: It, can what, it seems
1: to me that by, it, by it seems
0: biased. That's what it can. That's yeah, how but
1: they works. must be unbiased. If both sides are criticizing them. that's, that is how you decide whether, whether people are taking an impartial position. If both sides are criticizing them, then that's a good sign. Don't you think?
0: No, I don't think.
1: Well, what do you think it indicates then if both I sides are criticizing they, them for the I same they thing? They
0: aren't reporting accurately, you know, they're not saying you know counter protests to the BLM movement they're saying protesters even though those protesters are not peaceful they're drinking they're not wearing masks they're not wearing gloves and they are actually vandalizing and actually harming people they are attacking police officers that's sure. not been happening from the BLM movement sure and i
1: think them. i think that a lot of i think that a lot of worthy protests are hijacked by troublemakers. I yeah, think that yeah, a lot of I the agree with
0: that, opportunists that, like we've we've spoken about before, with regards to you saying pure vandalism about pulling that statue down, the mayor of Bristol was in favour of that statue coming down. People have petitioned for years for the statue to come down. Colston Hall, which is a venue that I represent um, as part of Music Venue Trust that I've been working with. They've been trying to change their name for the last four years, but and they
1: now have, right? They now have.
0: No, it's it's still in process. It's taken that long to be in process. Yeah, but,
1: but I th- the point is, it's not as though I'm in favour of Colston Hall keeping its name, or I mean, or, saying or saying even indeed keeping its, or even indeed necessarily keeping its statue of um, it, whatever his name is, Colston. Uh, um, What I'm saying is that there is there has to be a democratic decision made and just telling me that some people have been Petitioning for it for a long time is not the same as following a proper democratic process to have a. a
0: There has been a democratic process For ending racism and people are still waiting for it to end
1: Yes, because ending racism is a process That is going to take that that is going to take a long long time
0: It shouldn't be a process between those and you know, it, fair enough for you know for for the people you know that are just members of the public that aren't educated properly and don't know, but but, but people that are actually in power, people that actually have the ability to harm people of colour, that this 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 is not acceptable. It's not acceptable that we are still seeing violence against people of colour.
1: Why of the are time. we why are we so focused? Because I I. I... We discussed this with you when we had our end of policing conversation. Why are we so focused on only one element? And that's the color of someone's skin. Surely any kind of racism is wrong. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the person's black, yellow, green, white, whatever it is, racism and discrimination are wrong. And that's what we should we should focus on and we shouldn't necessarily single out any particular minority or group or colouring of skin and focus only on them, should we?
0: Well, no, we should, we should definitely focus on equality for all. But the problem is, is that...
1: Well, then that, why are you so focused on this? I don't understand it.
0: They are the ones that are being oppressed more than any other race. Well, who, by, by whose colorless.
1: measurement? By whose measurement?
0: By statistics.
1: Oh, okay, statistics. Well, the statistics that you get from somewhere presumably where you don't believe in the source of them because you think it's biased. I think that that's because according to you, the only, the only statistics you're willing to accept are from your friends.
0: Okay, well, how about the experience of people of color then? How about, is, is their not, not experience valid? The fact that they're afraid? Absolutely, of it, of
1: absolutely it is. And in fact, I was listening this morning to um, a black politician, you know, very much in the leadership um, over there, who was talking about whether he was interviewed, and he was being asked by the BBC, who you hate, uh, he was being asked whether Trump was a racist, And, um, one of the things, you know, he was, he was very, um, what's the word, um, discreet in his answer, but he said, I can tell you as a black man who, who grew up in Detroit that it, it was damn difficult because of the, because of the prejudice and racism, but I can tell you that it's a lot better now and we are moving in the right direction. And that's what I would say. It, we are we as a society are improving all the time, and it's quite right that there should be uh, that there should be pressure all the time to 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 improve this. But I don't think we should necessarily only focus on one particular type of people. I think that prejudice and racism racism, all kinds, you know. I'm very much in favour of what Kier Starmer has done in taking a very firm line uh, uh, on the issue of anti-semitism which is another form of racism which which shouldn't be tolerated.
0: Of course it is, of course it is, but I mean what I'm saying to you is the, the huge population of, of um, people of color that have been brought over to, to America, they were brought over by white people and then we've oppressed them for 400 years. We've refused to teach black, black history in the UK. We refuse to teach about colonialism. There's a lack of education. So people, people don't understand.
1: But we don't, we don't, we've had this discussion before, but we don't, we don't teach about the fact that we were slaves. We, 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 that we, that we were enslaved by the Romans. We don't.
0: Dad, not, not, we're not still. We're not, we weren't paying that off in 2015. Or I don't
1: think, that, you know, I, I, that's an interesting fact, but it, 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 I don't think that it negates what I'm saying. There, you, these don't, things you
0: don't leave that, your flat and fear for your life. You don't fear for your life when you leave your flat and you go for a walk. You don't, you aren't concerned about calling the police and you, how you'll be treated by them if you come in, if you have, you know, a situation in which you need support.
1: Yeah, I, 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 have, I have many, um, just as you do, I have many advantages from, you know, the luck that I've had in my life. Um, there will always be people who are far less lucky than me, and there'll be people who are far more lucky or more fortunate. Yeah, but the colour say.
0: of your skin isn't a reason why you won't be.
1: Yes, the colour of skin is one thing, or being a Jew is another thing, or, you know, yeah, being a Roman it, Catholic. There
0: are, there are layers to oppression. I agree. Yeah, but, there are many but, different
1: types of oppression. But, All I'm saying is let's car let's work. Our
0: skin isn't something that's making our lives harder?
1: Yeah, but why focus on that?
0: Because we alone focus on it, because it no. is an actual problem.
1: It's it's one of them. It's no, one of No, them. it no,
0: it's not. It's not one of them. It's a major problem.
1: Of course it is. And, you and know, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be worked on. I'm just saying let's not fix eight on it. Um let let's Let's get better as a society. Generally, let's stamp out racism. Let's stamp out discrimination well,
0: That's what the movement is about. That's what Black Lives Matter is about. It's I'm about not criticizing
1: Black Lives Matter, black Lives Matter. I'm not no, criticizing the, black. It's I'm it's criti- criticizing The only it. thing that in the end of the day that I'm criticizing is lawless behavior And that's what I wanted to discuss because I I think that you know, we have to recognize when we're you know criticizing the police that the police do a spectacular job in general of looking after us um, in a way that does not involve what they do in china so for instance in china they have had spectacular results getting on top of the virus why because they come down on people like a ton of bricks like a military force because they they are a totalitarian state
0: so did the spanish
1: I don't think so. Spain is a democracy.
0: No, they did in Spain. They literally had, they they were fining people on their doorsteps, their properties.
1: Yes. And I think we should have done the same here, frankly. I think we probably would have saved a few more lives.
0: No, I agree. And
1: and, uh, thank you. And right now, uh, you know, we've got and I don't think this is something that's staged by the media, we have people descending onto beaches, not social dis- distancing, defecating on residents' lawns, and the police are powerless to do anything about it because they don't have sufficient resources, and they are worried sick because they will get criticised because someone will have, pull out their iPhone and take a picture of something, and you talk about. I, I have much Good. more faith in the BBC Good.
0: because if you're not if you're not doing anything wrong, and someone pulls out an iPhone, then no one's got anything. No, wrong.
1: but you can be like you say the BBC are. You claim, uh you know, are selective and 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 can make. They things. all
0: have body cams, Dad. They all have body cams, and if they're following processes and they're following their policies, then they can say, No, I said this because of this, and I did this because of that. It's all on my body cam.
1: Agreed. But what about so? What about social responsibility of the people who are going to the beach and disobeying the the guidance and putting a, putting all our lives at risk, including yours? What about those people?
0: Yeah, we have a, we've had we've had a lot of them in Hastings as well. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of more bothered by the litter they're leaving everywhere than the social. Yeah,
1: that's that. That's another thing. And I wanted to say something about this too because. Another side of descending into disorder and lawlessness is not to do with the mobs and the thugs. It's also to do with corporate bodies, corporate bodies that are sticking two fingers up at the law. I, you know, you know, I, people who have listened to our podcast before have known, will have heard me rant about the way British Airways hasn't sent me a refund of my fare. I'm not going to rant about that now, but they are not the only ones. There are many travel companies that are not refunding people when they know as a matter of law they are required to do so. That's another way of just descending into lawlessness because they know you can't even go to court because the courts aren't, aren't properly functioning. I just re- got refunded
0: re- by an airline, actually. I got refunded uh, on Friday by EasyJet for a flight that I was supposed to take at the beginning of April.
1: Well, EasyJet actually are supposed to be one of the ones that are doing the right thing, while people like British Airways are just sticking two fingers up at the law. Um, and many travel companies are doing the same thing, and I think it's disgusting. You mentioned litter, and you mentioned toilets, or I, meant, I mentioned defecating on the beach. If people, Why are the councils it's opening happening. up...
0: Public yeah. toilets are all locked. So exactly, going well, down there and they're getting desperate and going wherever they can.
1: And I think that that's councils behaving, descending into disorder. How can yeah, you we've possibly? Had
0: a, we've had a problem with the council in terms of them emptying bins the whole time throughout lockdown. Um, yeah. People are ov- obviously still going on their daily walks with their dogs and stuff like that, and they're putting the dog, uh, you know, poo in the in the bin, and and the bins aren't being emptied. Um, yeah. And then you know you try and you try and contact your local council and no one replies, you get automated messages. I mean, I I wrote to my local MP about um, a a relief package for the the cultural sector. She just didn't reply, you know, and and this is in a, when I was living in Brighton, if I ever emailed Caroline Lucas, she would always reply.
1: Yeah, I have the same with with our MP, she always replies. And
0: My my MP in Hastings, Sally Ann Hart, too busy apparently to reply. Even though she lives in a smaller town, yeah, I think that's
1: um, disgraceful. I think that's um, and also, disgraceful. I'd written a
0: very comprehensive letter about um, the the open letter that we put forward uh, to government in terms of a relief package. And I just said I'd really like you to read this letter. And uh, you know, she was I'd, I'd emailed her because she was sitting as part of the, a debate in central government to do with culture and arts. So it was really important that she read that letter before she went to the to the debate. And she just ignored me and I still haven't had a reply from her.
1: I think that's really disgraceful. People These are people
0: being are being opportunists, you know, that they're, they're, they're taking using money. COVID-19 yeah. as a reason to not do their job.
1: Yeah, MPs taking money and not representing their constituents, not even replying to them is disgraceful. Uh, my MP, Fiona Buchanan, always replies and replies quickly and actually does her best to get things done as well. Um, but, you know, I do worry that Companies, as well as mobs, are using the coronavirus pandemic as an excuse for sticking two thin- fingers up at the law. And I think, no, I really do think we need to have a strong reaction to this. And I'm, you know, I, I'm glad that we've got a strong um, Home Secretary in the, in the shape of Pretty Patel, uh, who I think is a very strong um, leader. Uh, I'm glad to see that. But, we, but I want to see more from the government in terms of coming down, not only on mobs and thugs, but also on thuggish corporations. And also...
0: They, they, the, the corporations haven't just been doing this since, since COVID-19. I mean, the, the whole, the whole ecocide thing, which I, I brought up a few times with you, it's, it's absolutely insane that huge organizations are able to deliberately destroy the planet to make a profit that should be illegal
1: well i think that that's something that i i would agree with entirely and it's something that perhaps we can discuss maybe next week
0: i mean just in terms of this conversation just very briefly we we saw um we saw co2 emissions drop we saw uh, the environment starting to uh, repair yes we did during lockdown, and then yes. the moment that uh, factories reopened and we started to see um, manufacturers uh, go back into production, the the um, pollution went straight, and CO two emissions went straight back up again.
1: I know, um, and I, I, I'm with you on that. But we have come to the end of our 30 minutes together. So I just want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you, because I really enjoyed that conversation. You can tell I do when I get really animated. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is why we're filming them now, isn't it? <laughs> that people can just gesticulate.
1: <laughs> so we are now on video as well as on audio. Um, you can tweet us, because we'd like to get your feedback um, at... Co Show Podcast at Co Show Podcast. You can see all our you can listen to all our previous um, episodes uh, by going to www.tonywithay.coe.com, and uh, we will be including in the show notes a link to uh, the YouTube channel where you can actually see us as well as listen to us. So thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye from me in Kensington, and from.
0: Me in Hastings. Don't forget to hashtag re dad.
1: <laughs> Bye for now.